Chapter 4 of Man's Restoration by Grace by Thomas Goodwin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Of their distinct appearance in the work of man's salvation, and that their several works bear the resemblance of their several personalities. But God, resolving to manifest all that was in himself, or he would not manifest himself at all, for he will be glorified as God to the utmost, these three glories or persons therefore designed and contrived among themselves, such works as should severally and apart serve to make known that there were three persons, as well as several attributes, that so all of God and the whole that is in him might be manifested to his creatures. And this is disposed of so by them that their several works bear the resemblance of their several subsistences, as far as possible this was representable unto us, in and by outward works and effects, in that they should be such as should have the impress or print of the distinction of these persons, together with the order of their subsisting, in a more conspicuous way upon them. And, however, it is in the works of the creation of the world, and of man, and of the angels in this respect, yet we may be sure that the clearest complete revelation and manifestation of these three persons, their distinction, order of personality, was, by God himself, reserved until the gospel should be preached, and that Christ his Son should appear and be made manifest to the world, when it was that man's salvation came first upon the stage, to the end that man's salvation and the works thereof might have the most eminent and peculiar honour of this thing. And this first manifestation of those persons then was accompanied with a prodigy of the most pregnant and high significancy that ever was or could be given. The heavens opened, which was the greatest visible wonder shown in the heavens that had been from the creation, even as the earth's opening her womb was the greatest wonder that this terrestrial globe ever did afford, and the significancy of it was that the revelation of it was only from heaven, and that the witnesses then appearing, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, were in heaven, a mystery that would never have been understood and entertained but by such means. And this manifestation of it did then refer to our salvation, as well as to testify to Christ's being God's Son, for it closeth with this, Hear him, as in him I am well pleased, namely, with you of mankind. Where we have, one, the names of the three in their distinction recorded, first the Father, who says, This is my Son, secondly the Son, to whom and upon whom heaven opened, and the Holy Ghost descended, thirdly, the Holy Ghost, their distinct names are express. Two, their distinction is manifested by three different outward symbols, the Father in a voice to show that God is invisible, the Son manifested in flesh, praying upon the banks of Jordan, the Holy Ghost descending on him in the likeness of a dove. Three differing actions of each. The Father, with an open public voice, to the hearsay of all, speaks and calls from heaven, This is my Son. The Son, he prays, it is here said, The Holy Ghost descends. And these are the three witnesses in heaven, which the epistle of John speaks of as witnesses to this truth, that Christ is the Son of God so to us and our salvation, that we are the sons of God. And this theophania, as they call it, or appearance, was made in three outward different symbols at Christ's baptism, so in our baptism is sealed up to us, to be manifested in us, the three works of Father, Son, and Spirit, namely of election, redemption, and the application of both, which is the special work of the Spirit. And therefore we are baptized in the names of all three, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, so as, although in other works these three persons act really as three distinct persons among themselves, and are known unto themselves to do so, 
yet in this great business of our salvation they become three distinct witnesses or discoverers of themselves unto us, and whereas a four, and in other works, their order in working in every work was known but among themselves, now in these salvation works they visibly appear, and distributively in several works proper unto each, through the works bearing the proper character of their personality, and so evidencing their distinction and order to us. Look then, as great persons, when they are witnesses, or would confirm a matter, have their distinct seals and their names set to in such a distinct character as the hand and seal of each may be differenced from the other, so it is here, and as men's seals bear their coat of arms engraven on them often, bearing the memory of some eminent exploit they have done, whereby their houses and antiquity is known, so it is here. As there are three witnesses or persons witnessing, so three works in our salvation, which bear the impress, stamp, and similitude of their subsistence apart, and the order and rank of their distinct subsistings. And though all concur to set on the stamp of each, even of these, yet the stamp itself impressed in each work bears the character of one person more than of another. I shall manifest this in the particular instances of each of these works. 1. There is eternal election, or setting forth the persons that shall be saved, and the benefits, etc., which is the entrance, the groundwork, the foundation, as in 2 Timothy 2 verse 19 it is called the foundation of the Lord. Hence this is peculiarly attributed to the Father, whose person is the original, the fountain of the other two, and who is the first both in subsisting and working. 2. There is redemption, which is the next and second work in this, which supposeth election, depends on it, and flows from God's decree and speaking to his Son, and this is appropriated to the Son, which work bears the impress and likeness of his subsistence, and the order of it, as also of his working with the Father. For as his person is from the Father, so this work committed to him is from that other, the Father's work, and the Father is said to send him. 3. There is the application of both. And this is ascribed to the Spirit more eminently, for as his subsistence proceeds from both, so his work springeth both from election and redemption, and is the last as his subsistence is. God the Father, he sets out the benefits to be bestowed, made the will what he would have bestowed, and how much and upon whom. God the Son, he undertook to be the executor, sees it disposed of, and God the Holy Spirit, he is as the agent or attorney whom both used to convey all to us. God the Father was as David. God the Father drew the platform of the temple and left the materials, but God the Son as Solomon, he builds it, rears it according to the pattern, and God the Holy Ghost, he is the overseer of the work, and gives graces and gifts to build it, which, when it is built, they dwell in it, all of them in glory, when God will be all in all. As the physician prescribes, the apothecary tempers, and his servant applies the physic, as a plaster or the like, so God the Father prescribes all, Christ made a plaster of his blood, and the Spirit he applies it, and sprinkleth that blood on our consciences. And secondly, for the similitude and allusion I used of three seals, showing the distinction or priority of these persons, the scripture warrants it. 1. The Father's seal and impress you have. 2 Timothy 2 verse 19. The foundation of the Lord remains sure, having this seal, the Lord knows who are his. Whom he foreknew he predestinated, etc., and in the seal of election you may read the similitude of his personality engraven. 2. Jesus Christ in redeeming is said to have his seal also, as in expressions tantamount and equivalent you have Hebrews 9 verses 15 to 17, for comparing the gospel to a covenant, a testament which is in force upon the death of the testator, 
he withal insinuates his blood shed and sprinkled to be his seal to it, showing, verses 17, 18, and 20, that the Old Testament was confirmed by blood. He took the blood and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood for the seal of the New Testament which God hath made with you and enjoined unto you, even as Christ also said, This is the blood of the New Testament. But if you would have a place which in terminis gives it, look Daniel 9 verse 24, it is said Messiah should be cast off for the sealing up of iniquity, as it is varied in your margins. 3. The Spirit, he hath his seal, Ephesians 4 verse 30, Grieve not the Holy Spirit by whom you are sealed to the day of redemption. Sealed in regeneration, which conveys the image of God, sealed again in the work of assurance as a comforter, both which make up application. And as their seals, so their several names and hands are set, Matthew 28 verse 29, Go, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Baptism, though it be peculiarly the seal of regeneration, yet with all of the whole of salvation, and of all that ever God did for us, or will do in us, from first unto the last. There is one faith, one baptism, one hope of your calling, Ephesians 4. Baptism is adequate to set forth the whole object of our faith and salvation, and so is the seal of all and because the whole of our salvation is transacted as by parts, by the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Therefore, says Christ, at that ordinance, baptize them, distinctly and distributively, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and not in their name in common only. And the distinctiveness is imported both in the article put to each, to patros of the Father, to uyu of the Son, to agio pnefmatos of the Holy Spirit, but in the particle ke, as distinctly put to each and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And that this is further the import of baptism, as holding forth the total object of our faith and salvation in the parts thereof, by enumerating the names of these three authors thereof, that forementioned Ephesians 4 confirms. There is one Spirit, verse 4, one Lord, verse 5, one Father, verse 6, as one baptism, verse 5, that seals up all. End of chapter 4.